Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. And uh, as always, it's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ash Playstead in the other corner. How are you? James, it's the real me, right? It's not AI. Uh (laughs) It's not machine learning. It's not chat GPT. This is the real me. How yeah, are you doing? How good would that be if uh, if this podcast was actually our AI selves talking? I mean, the, listen, <laughs> this is actually James talking. Is it really Ash or is it like AI Ash? Well, the way the technology is heading, people may or may not be able to tell the difference. But, hey, maybe I could just grab a, a bottle of whiskey and have a swig. That would prove it's the real me, hey? Exactly. Deep fake. Deep fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, listeners, we, this will be an interesting episode. Uh, it's mid-June. We're recording these a little bit in advance, but we're talking today about will AI be the death of mortgage brokers? Um, and we're going to start to talk a little bit about some of the things we can see happening in the industry, some of the tools that we're seeing in the AI space that you've no doubt heard about, maybe even played with. And you may be thinking, how is this going to affect my business? How is this going to affect what I do? Will it affect how I build my systems and team? And will it ultimately be the death of mortgage broking? I mean, Ash, we are seeing certain tools grow exponentially. You know, six months ago, uh, certain tools were barely able to, you know, complete a certain task. Now they're able to have full conversations. I think uh, if we look back even further um, in the whole AI and machine learning space, we probably have to go back to what the 50s or the 60s or the 70s where they were building computers the size of warehouses to try and beat a person at Pong or chess or uh, what's that other game, Risk or Go? I remember reading the story about how I think it was called Deep Blue, um, you know, the chess uh, machine learning. Uh, I think it come up against Gary Kasparov or anyway, one of those grand chess masters that was, uh, and that's 25 years ago. So, you know, it's really interesting. And I mean, who knows how far these uh, um, platforms advanced in the period between recording of this uh, episode and the release, but you can, you can be certain of one thing. There's a real gold rush on, and this is what happens with any advancement in technology. You know, uh, I remember going from, um, a uh, 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 phone in the office to having a phone in the car back in the 80s. That was a gold rush. Everybody then got one. Then to the mobile phone, everyone got one. And then fax machines were in there. I mean, uh, listeners, little story, back in the 80s when I was submitting loan applications, we had to pick up the landline, call your supervisor in the city and read out the loan application over the phone and they copied it down at the other end, pen on paper. <laughs> That's how you submitted a loan. I don't think I've ever told you that story before, James. And right. it's probably relevant because I remember at the time when we went from having to do that to fax machines, it was like amazing. 
You didn't have to ring up and spend an hour on the phone every time you wanted to submit a loan application, right? So technology is a constant. There'll always be something coming along. The, the gold rush at the moment and the land rush is around your chat GPTs and the billions of dollars being invested by those big tech uh, giants, um, you know, to catch up and have their version. And I think that's awesome. And the mindset that I think is more important is what you've said, which is what's our attitude towards it? You know, do we fear it or do we embrace it? Do we avoid it or do we embrace it? Do we use it to help us or do we try, do we try and, um, you know, go into a fear mindset that it's going to, uh, detract from our capacity, you know, to build a business. So will it be the death of mortgage brokers? I put forward the proposition right now that I think it will actually be a tool that becomes uh, baked in to excellent mortgage broking practice. Uh But the thing that gives me supreme confidence of that is, well, obviously history, but also the fact that we deal in a space which is right up there with heart surgery and life and death. As any mortgage broker that's been in the industry more than five minutes or has taken out a mortgage themselves, it's a very stressful, very difficult, life-altering, mostly in positive ways, but also you're taking on, you know, in the current times, a massive debt. You know, most mortgages are between half a million to a million dollars. A lot of debt to take on. So we operate in a space that people will always, always, always want someone in their corner who can help them make the right decision. Now, I would put forward the proposition that no matter how good the AI gets at mimicking a person helping them make a decision, people will know the difference. They will still want a person who's got real lived experience and human consciousness to make that decision with them. So I think all of these things will play a great role in speeding things up, bringing efficiency, um, particularly if you run a mortgage broking business, and which is all of our listeners, um, or you're a broker working in someone else's business perhaps, is it'll be a great tool to help free up time for you to do more of what you're good at and what you love, which is find and help more people. Yeah, I, I think I agree. It's an interesting one and we do see it exponentially growing. So it is difficult to see how it will really play out in 12 months or five years. But I think you're right. At the end of the day, people are still people. And what's maybe going to happen, as you said, Ash, is there could be this machine learning model in the background that essentially can look at everything and come up with an answer in a split second, but you're going to still need someone to make those inputs and be the conduit between the person and the AI. And that's essentially where things are at at the moment in that um, a lot of the things that are coming out at the moment, they're not really AI, they're just large language models and it's sort of machine learning. And they're able to go and look at everything that's out there and based on that, statistically bring back answers. That's how chatbit GPT works. It's not necessarily AI. So it's looking at all of the language out there and it condenses it. So it's kind of like, I feel like things like chatbit GPT, Ash, are almost the evolution of a search engine on the web. 
instead of going to Google and going, how do I cook pasta? Or what's the capital of blank? You would instead, and being served up with websites that include the answers, instead you can ask a, a service like ChatGPT, what's the capital of this? Or how do you make pasta? And it will have a conversation with you and tell you. You don't actually have to click through to anyone's websites to find the answer. Um, How this affects mortgage brokers? Well, I think mortgage brokers are going to start to use these chat GPT language models, machine learning, to essentially arrive at answers faster. So here's a set of client information. What's going to be the best deal, the best structure, the best policies for them? Well, instead of someone having to physically do all that research, you can ask the model. Um, and you know, that's going to become more and more helpful. You could, you'll be able to use these AI models to help you write content and help write posts and write emails and get ideas started. But the, the crucial thing is it still needs someone to ask the question and to pose the inputs. And going back to what you said before is that the average consumer that's getting into a situation that's kind of scary for a lot of people. It's a lot of debt. They're buying a property. It's a big decision. They don't know what to input into these models. They don't even know what to ask. So when I think about the future of mortgage broking and AI, AI is a super useful tool to help get to decisions faster. But the expert mortgage broker with all that experience needs to be the one to actually ask it the right questions. Does that make sense? Yes, uh, Matt, I think you've really nailed it there, James. And just to maybe even pose a question or uh, contemplate um, this example, let's just say, for example, there's a consumer out there who's maybe um, a little bit more uh, curious about let's let's call it ChatGPT. You know, that's the that's the um, name on everyone's lips at the moment, and it, and puts into the box right. All of their data. I am 35. I'm married. I've got two kids. I earn this amount. I've da 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 da. Recommend the top five mortgages for me. And let's just say it comes back and it does an awesome job. I would call that that's AI para broker, right? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Right. Come back to that in a minute. AI para broker. Customer then goes, fantastic. I now know what's the best for me because ChatGPT or AI has searched the entire web for all the data out there and has brought me back these answers. I still need someone to tell me, is this correct? Mm-hmm. Is this the right thing for me? And also, by the way, um, put it all together, meet all the requirements, make sure it suits my future circumstance because that's one thing that the AI cannot do. It cannot look into the future. That is the only human beings can do that. Only human beings can contemplate the past, look at the present and peek into the future. And when I say future, listeners, I'm talking about your dreams, hopes, and aspirations for the future. And Ash, just to interrupt quickly, the user, the average uh, person looking for a loan, isn't going to know to tell ChatGPT, or let's, we're using that as an example, uh, to, to think about or provide answers based on that. It would be, um, what is the best rate? What is the best deal? And it might give you the cheapest one. That's actually the worst because you didn't know to tell it that you need flexibility or that you might be selling the property in two years and, okay, now you're going to be in some fixed rate. Yeah, the consumer doesn't know what to ask the AI. 
and so they will get poor outputs. Only an expert with real experience at this stage can use the language models and AIs and chat GPTs to ask it the right questions and uh, essentially remove a lot of that legwork in the background. So as you said, Ash, AI power broker, AI you know, content generator or marketing person, you will still need someone to uh, edit and harness and mold those words. But AI and ChatGPT can be a great kickstarter of ideas and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and one of the key, uh, well, the key couple of words in there, the question that you posed, James, about will will AI be the death of mortgage brokers? Well, specifically mortgage brokers, no, never. There is the potential that AI could be the death of certain roles in a broken business, right? Yeah. That is possible, right? Um, and that is really at an industrial level, one of the aims of AI is to dehumanise, and in a sense, take out the need to pay people wages to do a job, mm. right? So that you know that may impact the production process in a broking business. However, from the outside looking in for a customer, the role of the mortgage broker or mortgage advisor um, will always be there for all of the reasons we've said about being able to take into account past, present, future, all your personal circumstances, your emotions, your family, your attitude to life, your biases, all of these things that come in for human beings that the mortgage broker themselves will always be needed. And, uh, you know, this would be a great episode to come back to in a year and go, righto, what's the share of market that mortgage brokers now have? Now, as of the airing of this episode, we give or take half a percent, we're at 70%, right? I predict in a year we'll be at 80%. I think it's going to accelerate, accelerate, the market share of brokers, right? Because what I can see, and I'm segueing or, or going off on a little tangent here, I can see at the big end of town, i.e. banks, lenders, product manufacturers, let's call them, AI will be a big part of their business models going forward. I've got no doubt. Um, I think that what that will do to the marketplace, it will continue to prosecute the the brand image of the big end of town as being dehumanised, not focused on people, more focused on profit, which is the corporate mantra, of course. And what, what will that do? That will just continue to drive traffic into the doors of mortgage brokers who bring human touch and experience to the process and choice and convenience and everything else that we've got uh, or we're aware of and behind the mortgage broker, how they use the AI within their business to free up time so they can help more people is the key. I think, yeah, I think that's a really smart point because we have talked about this, I think, in previous episodes about the overuse of technology and starting to rely too much on technology and dehumanising it. And that's actually not the smart move right now. And I have the analogy, Ash, of self-driving cars because they, they already exist. They can work. But I feel like we're a, a fair way off from having every car on the road to be self-driving. It's going to take a lot of time for enough people 
to be comfortable with that, let alone the legalities, which they are having obviously trouble figuring out. So I guess what I'm trying to say is some of our listeners might be like, oh, but I've, have you have you tried chat GPT? Have you been playing with this thing? In six months or in 12 months, you'll probably just be able to have a virtual James or a virtual broker that you can have a chat with live and it knows exactly what a broker knows and who needs a broker anymore. Well, I would sort of argue that that's probably further away than you'd think because of what Ash said, because it'll take humans longer to transfer and trust those AIs. Self-driving cars already work. People just don't trust them enough. Uh, it won't be that long, Ash, before you will be able to have a conversation with an AI, probably even like um, video like this, and you probably can't tell the difference that it's not a real person. It looks like a real person. The, the quality of the resolution, the voice, the way they talk, it's like having a real conversation, right? But um, how long is it going to take for most people to trust and adopt that technology? And I guess the argument for me is that it's going to take a lot longer than it takes the technology. So if the technology is a year away, it'll be 10 years before the average punter or enough of the marketplace trusts that enough um, to be an issue. Yeah, and I, I think it's de- I think it's probably decades away. Um, my uh, my son works in the in the field of neural networks, um, which is true machine learning. You know that that is teaching uh, teaching um, the tech or, or the coding to think for itself. Right now, that is a long way away. A long way away. Um, that's the piece that the AI can't do and is unlikely to do for in, in the foreseeable future, which is think and contemplate the future and take into account all the variables, um, all the peripherals, all of the, uh, you know, information that needs to go into helping somebody at a human level. Yes, will AI replace brokers at a pure functional level? Yeah, if that's all you're doing, and here's the seller... <laughs> Uh, salutary lesson, if that's all you're doing is connecting somebody to a product, which I know most brokers don't, but if that's all you're doing, yeah, you're going to get replaced by AI real quick, right? But if you're actually adding human value and and a face to your business and the capacity to bring lived experience and planning for the future, and we've been talking about this for quite a long time, James, haven't we, about you need to think as a trusted advisor for life. You're not, it's not a transaction. Um, even though there is a transaction, it's how that transaction sits in the bigger life journey of the client. No AI, to my thinking, will ever replace that. Yeah, and that's probably where it'll go. So we, we talk a lot about relationships in this business and it's a time to be doubling down on not just the systems and efficiency in the background, but the relationships. Um, and I know a lot of the industry has been talking, Ash, about driving it of driving efficiency and driving of this and using a lot of technology and, that, and that's great but listeners don't drop the ball on relationships you should also be doubling down on relationships and tech because guess what when the tech and AI gets good enough to essentially do all the work for you well people are people they still want to go and hang out with people they still want the relationships you could you know, Maybe in the future, Ash, will a mortgage broker will essentially, you know, go over and hang out and have a coffee, and the AI just does all the work, and you, 
you know, you know, you have a drink and you have a coffee and you talk about stuff and, you know, input the stuff into the AI and it just all happens, you know, <laughs> like, but I think people will still crave the person to person contact. Even if that person isn't doing anything, they're doing the relationship stuff. So it's, it's a can of worms. We clearly don't know. No one's got a crystal ball. Um, there's a lot of amazing other podcasts out there that you can listen to in the world of AI and what's coming down the pipes. But for what you can focus on right now as a broker is doubling down on relationships and using technology to help make your job faster and easier. Um, not necessarily dropping everything and freaking out or um, dropping the relationships and then going exclusively for tech. So I think there's a number of lessons here, Ash, and it's going to continue to evolve. Yeah, it's a great discussion. I mean, AI is of absolutely um, part of the information revolution, the information age that we now live in. Um, but what I will say is that there's one absolute certainty, and you mentioned there, James, we don't know what's going to happen. And of course we don't. Life is inherently uncertain and w- where the AI goes is inherently uncertain. But it's, it's here to stay in, in some form or another and it'll continue to have an impact. But here's one thing that's for certain, and that is human evolutionary biology, which is for six and a half millions, humans have been evolving as social creatures. And this is what I want to leave people with is human beings are inherently, it's in our genome, it's in our DNA, it's how we survived over the millennia by being social creatures, by working in groups and tribes to protect and and uh, um, foster each other. That's how humanity prospered on the planet. Now, that's coded into us. It's not something that people consciously think about. It's coded into our very existence. So that will always be there, which is why people always want to deal with people, right? It's a deeply embedded biological uh, imperative to be amongst other people. So no matter how good the AI is, no matter what it brings to the table, good, bad, or indifferent, people inherently will always want to deal with people. Indeed. So listeners, you should be building a tribe. You should be building those relationships. And, and as, Ash, as Ash said, to wrap this up, we don't know. We could be wrong. I mean, maybe Ash, X years ago, there was a podcast or a meeting happening somewhere in the world with a bunch of Kodak executives looking around going, people will always need cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't go so well. People will always need film. Uh, and look, you know, no one knows, but you know, what we definitely know is that, uh, the industry is getting stronger, getting bigger market share. And if you focus on the right stuff, i.e. what we teach our clients, you will be the best placed to be in the right position at the right time. So regardless of what comes, Ash, it's all about those that understand how to keep up and adopt and use things the right way, um, and hopefully this has given our listeners some insights. Maybe we need to have a quarterly AI update, James. It's moving that fast. The land rush is that um, momentous at the moment. I mean, it's just everywhere. It'd be very interesting to revisit this topic in two or three months. But, yeah, I'd love the discussion. Me too, me too. It's definitely a freight train and, uh, you know, stay up to date. We'll keep you posted. And uh, until next week, the robots aren't coming for you. So... <laughs> Relax, have a great day, have a great week. And uh, Real James and Real Ash will be back again next week, as we always are. So have yourself a good week, listeners. We'll see you soon. 
Likewise, James. Uh, bye from the real me. Goodbye. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big and go big with Broker Ideas Group.